Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for midweek news and notes. So for that, we bring in our friend who hasn't been on the show in a while, but always has some fun little gossip to share from around the league. He's the co-founder of U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Nick, what's up, brother? Welcome back to the show. Yeah, man. It feels good to to be back. I think it's, uh, you know, obviously it's a fun time with all the draft picks and cap and positive possibilities for, for building the roster going forward. So um, putting, you know, some up and down, mostly down uh, of last season behind us and looking forward to hopefully a more competitive season. And that starts with obviously uh, the off season. So excited to be back, excited to talk about, you know, some potential moves for the jets and stuff around the NFL. Nick, let's start with the report that just came out courtesy of Rich Semini of ESPN that the Jets really like Kyle Hamilton a lot and that he could be in play when the Jets pick at number four overall. You combine that with Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft where he has the Jets going with Ike Mekwanu, the offensive tackle out of NC State at number four, and at number 10, Sauce Gardner, the cornerback out of Cincinnati. And it opens up some interesting possibilities here. You always have to be careful of the wording on some of these stories. I'm sure the Jets do really like Kyle Hamilton. Who wouldn't? He's a great player. He's one of the best players in this draft. 
That doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to pick him at number four. It just means that they really like him. Maybe he's in play at number four. Maybe he's not. But this is the time of year where I like to call it liars poker season because these guys are just out there throwing stuff out, sending smoke signals. You can't really trust anything you hear right now because teams have a vested interest in misleading people. So that's what I would take out of the Kyle Hamilton rumor. And as far as Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft, I would say, obviously, nothing is set in stone right now. You don't take that as the Jets are definitely taking X guy because Daniel Jeremiah said so. But what Jeremiah's mock drafts tend to do is give you a good idea of where the league's thinking is at with certain players at this moment and where certain players might fit. So that's where I would look at that. I think it's interesting there. It doesn't mean that Joe Douglas is calling Daniel Jeremiah and telling him his plans. I think it just means that Jeremiah, based on intel he has about where these players might go and what these teams need, that's what he's piecing together right now. Yeah, for sure. It's not it's not gospel as to where players are going, but Jeremiah and McShay and others, um, you know, to an extent, they do their research. They do. They have connections. They speak with, you know, a ton of people around the league. So you know, you can kind of get a feeling on where maybe if if what you read is true, where teams maybe, you know, believe other teams are leaning. And that's kind of half the battle, right, when teams set up there. Uh, um, I think you saw it on uh, – I think the Panthers did a post-draft kind of um, hard knocks-esque uh, video last year. And um, you saw, like, Matt Rule and, and Tepper and and uh, the guys in the, in the boardroom the day before the draft – you know, putting together like where they think everybody is going to go. And it was spot on, you know, down to basically to a T um, even had uh, the surprise, like a few surprise picks that ended up being true, um, you know, with chase going to, to the Bengals. So, you know, you get a feel for where teams may be leaning and um, you know, what, what system fits, et cetera, and what teams are looking for, but you know, exactly the, the player X to team Y you know, isn't gospel, like you said. So it does give you a good feel and it um, drives conversation. And, and that's what mock drafts are, right? Like it's it's A, way, way to pass time, you know, between now and the draft. B, generate conversation. And C, just, uh, you know, share basically your knowledge and, and homework that you've done over the past few weeks and months. Um, and, and, you know, Jeremiah is one of the best, if not the best at it. So um, I don't think many Jet fans would be upset at you know, that those two selections, you know, you may favor a certain position and not favor another, but um, to come away with those two guys in the top 10, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely top 10 worthy uh, players. Um, but you're going to see so many, so many different mocks with so many different players over the next few weeks and two months. So, um, but to the Kyle Hamilton thing, I think it's just a lot of priest drafts chatter um, I would be stunned if Hamilton is picked at four by the Jets, unless for whatever reason the offense, the, the Jets add an offensive lineman, a free agency, a top offensive lineman. They feel good about where Beckton is, and the first three picks are, you know, in some form icky in the two pass rushers, and they kind of sit there and just basically panic and don't know what to do, and they just take the best player. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, and I, I have a hard time seeing uh, Joe Douglas after his basic, you know, short tenure here so far reinvesting in a safety with the number four pick after uh, basically telling you, Hey, we don't value Jamal Adams enough to pay him. I know he's a different player than Hamilton, but he's still a talented defensive back. Uh, Marcus may basically saying, Hey, we don't value you enough to extend you. 
Um, obviously other circumstances, age, uh, injury history, um, a lot of other factors in, but if you look at, you know, Salah's, uh, resume and MO, you look at, uh, Douglas's, uh, history, they want to build this thing from the inside out. And that starts with the offensive line, obviously. And it starts with the defensive line with Salah. So, you know, you saw, I think, uh, I don't know who had the report, but basically not a report. It was basically just, uh, research that Ashton Davis was the highest drafted defensive player by Joe Douglas so far. I think that, you know, obviously with two first round picks, it makes a ton of sense to do one and one, you know, unless the way it falls, you know, if, if, if one of the pass rushers are there and then, you know, a 10, a uh, gardener is there or whatever, it depends again on, on free agency. Um, it makes sense to just do O line D line or, you know, receiver D line. Um, but I just think th- the conspiracist in me, um, leads me to believe that the Jets really want one of the pass rushers and they're begging a team like the Lions, like the Texans, to take Kyle Hamilton. Um, to me, I think they really want one of these pass rushers and they're going to kind of do anything publicly to uh, try and have that that happen. That's the question with Thibodeau, though. How much of this is pre-combine smoke and how much of it is legitimate as far as him potentially Mm -hmm. sliding down a little bit? Over the weekend, Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks put out a podcast where Daniel Jeremiah said that he's talked to several executives and scouts around the league that have Trayvon Walker rated ahead of Kayvon Thibodeau. And Jeremiah, in his mock draft, had Walker going fifth to the Giants and Thibodeau eighth to the Falcons from what you've been hearing how real is this is there a possibility that teams really do have Walker that high and are teams legitimately concerned about Thibodeau to the point where he could fall a little bit I think that the concern of Thibodeau is real um again it depends on each team right you know what what a team values themselves or values in a player as opposed to to another team um how desperate a team is for that athletic uh, pure edge, you know, pass rusher like a, a Thibodeau as compared um, to uh, to Walker. So it, it, it depends on the type of player, your system, what you're running, and, and you know, how you value your – again, it's a locker room fit. Um, they'll get a better feel for these guys in person at the combine. So, again, maybe in – you know, ask me the question in two weeks, it, it might change, you know, depending on, on what people do when they get a up-close and personal um, – you know, look at, at these guys, you know, it's, it's so early. It's early, but it's not in the process. You know, I know we're only two months away, but we still have combine pro days, um, you know, other visits in line. So it's, there's so much that could happen. I just have a hard time seeing in a draft like this, that's, you know, more quality at, you know, in the mid rounds and um, more depth at certain positions rather than that star power. When a guy like Thibodeau with that ability, you know, and that high ceiling, that he falls out of a top five in this kind of draft. If there were, if there was that star quarterback and then, you know, maybe an offensive skill position like last year, like Pitts and chase, maybe a team wouldn't take that risk. But now in this year, I, I just don't see it. I don't know. It could happen. Weird thing. Weirder things have happened, but um, I just don't see it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. 
Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Nick, let's talk a little bit about the combine because for a while it looked like we weren't going to get a traditional combine. There were some complaints going on. How did it get resolved and what exactly was the crux of the issue? You know, with, with the past two, you know, I think in 2020 they had the real combine and then things shut down. Last year they didn't have the real combine and, you know, everything else was open, you know, the pro days and, and what, whatnot. I believe that's how, how it went. I don't know if I'm mixing my years or not, but um, – I just thought it was so weird that, that there was even a thought of that this year. It just seemed like going through a season and not really having, you know, I know we had that big rush towards the end of the year, but they were able to like say, Hey, most, most of, if not all of these players are vaccinated, all of these staffs are vaccinated. They require all media members who are attending the combine to be vaccinated. And it's not a full stadium with, you know, 50,000 fans. <laughs> You're talking about, you can clearly, separate people at, at the combine it's not like a, an overpacked venue like a super bowl and just two weeks ago we held you know you held a super bowl in los angeles of all places with hundreds of thousands of people in the area so what what was the deciding factor in closing down a combine or bubbling the combine uh it was just so weird to me that it even was a, was a thought um and then it was just really the players agents um you know people on that side banding together and saying how are you going to throw a wrench in this when we're we're literally booking flights this week to to head out to Indianapolis and and now you throw this together? Um, you know, obviously the league, the NFL, it's all about the money. It's all about the, the TV deals. And now this thing being the combine becoming such a main event, being in prime time, they didn't want anything risking there. You know, this is there. They have two main events now. I guess you could throw free agency in there, but they have two main events from now until September. And that's the combine in the draft on TV. And they didn't want, you know, one of those things to be uh, at risk because of something like this. So you saw it flip in a hurry. Nick, let's talk a little bit about some guys that may be available here, either in free agency or trade. 
Brandon Cooks' name has been floated out there, the receiver from the Houston Texans. It's weird with him because he's productive everywhere he goes, but for some reason he finds himself in these situations where teams end up moving on from him for a variety of reasons. New Orleans didn't want to pay him. The Patriots then turned around and got him, but then they didn't want to pay him, so they traded him to the Rams. The Rams had to trade him because they couldn't afford him because of their salary cap situation. He goes to Houston. We know what a mess it's been down there, and now there's talk that he could be on the trade block for Houston. And also Laramie Tunsil, who Houston gave up so much for a couple of years ago, could be available as well. And J.C. Jackson, who I still think ultimately is going to get franchise tagged, he appears to be unhappy with the lack of communication from the Patriots. He said, I guess they feel like they don't need me. I guess I can't be that important to them. I know I am, but they're not showing me. So I still think Jackson doesn't make it out of New England, but that is an interesting development. Talk to me a little bit about the possible availability of Cooks and Tunsil via trade. J.C. Jackson in his situation and what you're hearing right now in terms of players that may or may not get franchise tagged once the deadline hits. Yeah, I think, you know, starting with the Texans and it's weird because you have a, a, a top level left tackle now about to be traded for the second time um, in Laramie Tunsil. I mean, starting what a weird career he's had, starting with the draft night gas mask and falling to, to the Dolphins you know, them taking him and then them blowing it up and trading him and Minka Fitzpatrick in back-to-back years and um, playing a few years at a high level in Houston. And now they're on the, you know, trajectory to kind of rebuilding their team and picking three in the draft. They'll be, you know, in, in a sweet spot for an offensive lineman. So if that's what they decide to do, moving Laramie Tunsil makes a lot of sense. Obviously, you know, clearing out some cap room, getting younger with him and and Cooks uh, makes a ton of sense for a team like the Bengals. If I'm them, I flip 31 for Tunsil in second. The Bengals have plenty of cap space to fit him under, too, if they feel like spending, um, which, you know, you've seen them kind of open up the, the the purse a little bit in the past few years, but notoriously they've been, you know, the cheapest franchise in, in all of uh, football. But, um, you know, now with a guy like Joe Burrow and making the Super Bowl, you kind of have no choice other than to uh, spend a little bit. But um, Tunsil, it's so weird because – when you get a guy that good at left tackle, you leave him there for 10 to 15 years, right? Like that's the goal. Now he's about to be most likely on his third team, you know, in under maybe eight years has he been in the NFL. I don't know if it's even that much, but um, weird situation. As for Brandon Cooks, it's like he's getting traded to good teams, you know, one from one good offense to the other for a first round pick or a second round pick every other year. And he can't like, all he does is produce. He goes to these teams. He's a great guy. Like we know Brandon really well. We've done some work with him, like couldn't be a nicer guy. So there's no locker room issues. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he's dealt with the concussion and injuries, which is definitely an issue, but he had a you know, relatively healthy year last year in Houston and he produced on an awful team. So it's honestly like the biggest like mystery to me, why a guy like Brandon cooks keeps getting moves. Um, so to me, Cooks is a guy who, who could definitely get moved. And if I was a team like, you know, the Chiefs or, you know, the, the Ravens who need that really explosive player, obviously the Chiefs have plenty of that, but they're always looking to, to upgrade. I would, I would get Brandon Cooks in a second. I think he's a great guy to have on your team on and off the field. And, um, you know, I know there's been the, the question of whether he would kind of hang them up early because of the injuries, but it seems like he wants to play and, you know, he doesn't want to get traded from Houston. He said it last year. He wants to stay there. He wants to be in a place for more than, you know, two seasons. 
Um, it just looks like Houston is looking to acquire as many picks as possible and, you know, get out from under some, some bloated contracts and, and rebuild it that way. Um, and as for, for JC Jackson, it's just a, it's just a business as usual for the Pats. They just, for whatever reason, they always kind of flirt with, you know, disaster with these young talented players. We saw it with Dante Hightower a few years ago. They, they didn't even tag him. They let him go uh, on a visit. Remember he was, you know, a few cupcakes away from signing with the Jets, <laughs> took the contract back to New England and, and re-signed. Um, I think that, you know, push comes to shove, I, th- I think they're going to tag him. Um, it just doesn't make sense not to. They have, they're, I think they're like 10 million under. They can easily get, uh, you know, make some more room to, to fit that deal. And he's so important to what they do. I mean, I think, what, 17 interceptions in the past two seasons. Uh, I don't care how shaky you are in coverage and he's not, I know he's given up some t- a few touchdowns, but um, to have that kind of playmaker, you know, difference maker on the back end of your defense is so important today. You know, I- I'm from the school of, I don't care if you give up a hundred yards receiving, if you're making two plays that flip the momentum of a game and give the ball back to your offense, I- I'm taking you on my team. So I think it's funny because he's a perfect fit for the Jets secondary because they have guys in Bryce Hall, you know, who can, you know, he's not going to give up. He's the total opposite. He doesn't make it, you know, making plays on the ball seems to be his, uh, you know, the, the big play seems to be something that he hasn't gotten to yet in, in, in this development stage. Um, so having a guy like him compliment Bryce Hall would be, uh, in my opinion, he'd be the number one free agent target for the Jets like day one, you know, give that blank check to it as, as you like to say, but at the end of the day, I just don't think he gets out of New England. I think they they tag him and uh, maybe they trade him. You know, maybe they flip him to a, a cornerback needy team for a number one or you know a two and and plus. Um, but I think he'll get the tag. I think you'll see. Obviously, Devontae Adams isn't going anywhere. Orlando Brown Jr. will get tagged by uh, the Chiefs. The two tight ends, I think, escape the tag and hit the market with Dalton Schultz and, and Gasecki. Um, I think Miami isn't married to the idea of Seki. They see him really as a wide receiver, really more than anybody you want to trust blocking both in the pass and run game. Schultz is more of a, a cap casualty, I guess you could say, for the Cowboys. They'd love to keep him, and they still might. Um, but they just really, you know, you, you can only keep so many guys there in Dallas now. Uh, Jesse Bates, I think, ends up unfortunately getting tagged by the Bengals. I don't think you see him hit hit the open market. And then there's always like the you know, the, the wild cards. Um, I know Marcus Williams from the Saints is a guy that Jets are really high on. I wouldn't be surprised if he's their, you know, main target day one. Um, I could see uh, him getting tagged. Uh, I'm sorry, I could see him hitting the open market. One of the Tampa guys will get tagged, and then one of them they'll try to, you know, figure out a way to keep. Ideally, they want to keep both Godwin and Carlton Davis. So um, one of them will probably do the same thing, hit the market, and, and then take back any you know, basically any contract offer that they do get um, and try and, and have Tampa match it. So um, two, those two guys are fits definitely for the Jets. So it, it obviously will look a lot different, you know, in what, a week and a half here before um, free agency opens. But um, there's there are some guys, especially the edge rusher, it's pretty – there's some pretty quality players there for, for the Jets, you know, if they want to uh, spend there and then focus elsewhere in the draft. Um, other guys, I think like Mike Williams with the chargers is, is a, is a possibility. Um, if they don't really feel like they can upgrade in the draft or, 
uh, in free agency. I think Harold Landry again with the Titans is one. Then you have guys that aren't going to get tagged like uh, Armstead with the Saints, Sheriff with the uh, Commanders. That was weird to say. Um, Ryan Jensen, our guy, Marcus May, Allen Robinson. There's always going to be one guy that you're not expecting, <laughs> you know, so like Cam Robinson with the Jaguars last year. I remember that was like a late one. I mean, maybe they do that again to keep as many uh, offensive linemen there and possible. They, they need that. Um, but I think they, they grab a left tackle and uh, you know, with the number one pick, but you know, you could always, you know, you always need bodies there on the offensive line and he's a quality player, you know, not a great starter. Um, but definitely, you know, you can get by with him. Nick, last order of business. Let's talk about the quarterback situation with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. As far as Russell Wilson goes, Jeremy Fowler at ESPN saying that the Seahawks have no plans to trade him as of now. That could change, but if you're the Seahawks, unless you're planning on blowing everything up, I don't think that it's a move that makes a whole lot of sense unless somebody offers you some insane haul, especially with Pete Carroll sticking around. And Aaron Rodgers going on the Pat McAfee show, teasing some people. No real news there. People read a little too much into his Instagram posts. <laughs> maybe he stays. Maybe he goes. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, none of these teams want to trade these guys, right? Like, you know, you saw with the Texans and Watson last year. They don't want to trade him. It's just there. It gets to a point where one is enough is enough. You know, even some of my Packer fan friends and some of the guys on the app, it's like, I don't want to do this dance all the time with this guy and having to worry about like, is he happy? Does he want us? You know, it's like you start second guessing yourself at a point and it's like, let's just end this now and just move on. It, it, it comes to, you know, it comes to a point and maybe Seattle, some of the fans are that way, you know, probably not, you know, you want to keep this, you know, when you have an elite quarterback, it's the most important position in all sports. So like, you know, the Seahawks don't want to trade Russell Wilson, but when does when does it get to that that boiling point when you just say you know what screw it clean let's clean our hands of this get what we can get uh, try and do it again same with the Packers I I just I think at the end of the day Watson is traded um, Wilson and Rodgers aren't Nick Spano co-founder U <laughs> Stadium thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the midweek news and notes with me really appreciate it. For those that want to keep up with everything going on in the NFL, and there's always something going on. It's a 365-day-a-year sport. <laughs> they got to do something, Nick, right? They've got to download that app. Yeah, man, download the app. Turn the notifications on. And we just uh, dropped a really cool new feature to the app, and it's really become the uh, basically the, the ethos of what the U-Stadium app is all about, and that's our takes feature. Um, and what that is, it's a, it's a social play on gambling. And, you know, you can either do it for money or you can do it for fun. And what it is, is you go on and you literally you create a take or an opinion that you have a sports prediction, I should say. Um, and there has to be a, a result, a real outcome of it. And you put your you stadium points in which you can buy or earn, you know, via sharing, posting, inviting friends, et cetera. And you put a point value on a prediction that you have, and then you set it free, and then the U Stadium users will agree or disagree with it. And once that outcome is um, finalized, let's say I, for example, I think the Jets are going to sign Marcus Williams in free agency. That's a take. I put 500 points on it. People can agree or disagree when he signs with either the Jets or another team. The side that wins will be rewarded the points from the pot, and those points you can um, – cash out for, you know, cash via PayPal, et cetera. So it's a new uh, socialized way to, uh, you know, wager or, you know, earn or monetize your sports predictions. 
So it's not your typical, you know, I'm going to bet the Jets getting four and a half points this week. It's more of a socialized prove, put your money where your mouth is in sports um, and predict something. So definitely download the Usanium app. Uh, check out takes. If you're hearing this, just shoot us a DM on Twitter or Instagram and say you want to try takes out. We'll send you over a thousand points to uh, get involved, you know, to start. And, uh, you know, we're really excited about that and um, want to see who's got the uh, the hottest takes of all. So, you know, that's a new functionality on the app that we're really excited about. And we'll be down um, in Indy. I think uh, Zach and Ryan will be there on the third and um, they'll be doing some live stuff each day from there. Uh, obviously videos, pictures, news notes. And, um, so that, that'll be fun. We're looking forward to that. And then, uh, we'll be in the, in the swing of things with free agency. So download the app, turn the notifications on, shoot us a DM. If you want to get involved with takes and we'll send you over some points to try them out. Download the U Stadium app and check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got a great film review up right now of Kayvon Thibodeau, the outstanding edge rusher out of Oregon. You heard Nick talk about how some teams are a little concerned about him. Should they be? Or should they be excited at the possibility of getting him in the NFL draft? Watch Luke's film review and decide for yourself. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. And give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.